All right, enough of that shit. It's Dishonorable Discharge. It's ROH. And it's Monday, because apparently ROH Honor Club doesn't put their TV episodes on until Saturday, and I don't work weekends. It's a show before a pay-per-view. I know. I know. This show is now after the pay-per-view. But hey, don't worry, because almost none of the storylines actually relate to Honor Reign Supreme in this show. It's fine. It's fine. Tracy Williams and his taped-up shoulder and his Hot Topic spoopy mask make their way to the ring. Colt Cabana is dancing. Zack Sabre Jr. heads down to the ring. Sabre doesn't really do it for me. I get that it's a Ring of Honor thing, but throwing the streamers at the start of the match bothers me. Shouldn't it just be for the face winning a big match? I don't know. Maybe maybe eventually I'll understand. But to me, it's just... I don't know. Seems kind of odd. This match starts... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, this match starts off with a bunch of tiptoeing and flipping. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams is a bad nickname for this dude. He doesn't wear anything all that exciting, and he looks like a normal dude. I know we've mentioned it before, but Zack selling, or lack of selling, annoys me. Because... I think that I've done a, a good enough job on this entire network expressing the fact that I love storytelling. I love it when I can watch something and get engrossed in it. I can see the pain on a dude's face. I can see the elation when he wins. Um, I can see when he shits himself because he got a bunch of Z-Packs. I like that aspect of wrestling. I always have. I will always take a match that has some meaning over it. Um, or at least, if, if there's no meaning heading into it, they create something within the match, to, at the start of the match, to continue on with the rest of the match. And so f for me, it's not enough for just all of these like awesome moves and flipping moves and stuff like that. That's cool, but I will care far more about a match if the people involved in the match have something going on between the two of them. And this match here, while it is a tactical really good match. It is technically a really good match. It lacks a lot to me, and I don't want to put it all on Zach. I'm going to put most of it on him, but I don't want to put it all on him because I, do, I don't know what else could have been done in this, other than Zach showing a little bit more emotion, because the, the ideas that are thrown about in this match are good. Um, I'll get into it a little bit more, but um, Zach constantly going after William's shoulder and things like that. That's that's good stuff. That that's that's good groundwork. But the problem is, is that so like one of the first moves we see in this match is Zach gets put on the ground and William stomps on both of Zach's legs, and Saber makes zero facial expressions. He he acts like somebody coming up and stomping him on his ankles is like a, a mosquito hitting the side of his leg. And that that just, oh man, it, it, it pains me because like, that's a really cool move. I, I don't, you don't really see a lot of that where a dude just fucking like stomps on a dude's ankles. And Saber's just like, whatever. Um, then Williams puts him into a leg lock. And again, like, I, I know not everyone is a great actor, 
but as a as a wrestler that's like wrestling 101 is learning how to to make your audience feel what you're supposed to be feeling so when saber gets put into a leg lock i should expect to see him like crying out in pain and like anguish on his face and he looks bored and it's like they, they tell a story the announcers do about Sabin wants to Sabin Saber wants to win all of his matches by submission like that's his gimmick right now because if he has to win by pinfall he feels that that's just he he's not doing what he need what what should be done in a match that's fine if if that's what you want to set up but you gotta sell for the other guy and make it seem like the submission moves are doing to you could potentially be the end of the match because i every time that williams puts him in a submission move i'm not thinking like this is the end of the match because zach doesn't doesn't sell it that way he sells it as a, it's like a minor minor inconvenience uh, you know and the, i guess the biggest thing for me is that saber wrestles like you would if you were like play fighting with your brother with no people watching and you know you're just trying to to get out of whatever in the move they're put they're putting you in so you can put them in a move and inflict some real damage to them but the problem is is yeah like people are actually watching a lot of people i'm watching too and i expect you to show at least a little bit of fake pain because otherwise if if you don't look like you care why should i but of course, we cut away from the match to sell a debit card that you would have to get in addition to the debit card they give you at the bank, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, also, they let you put a picture on the card, and I have a question for them. Am I allowed to put a picture of my nutsack on the card? I'm just asking for a friend. We are back. Williams hits a big chop to Saber, and he no-sells it. Saber keeps working on the hurt shoulder. Um, Williams with an exploder, but cannot capitalize now see that's what i expect to see williams gets a bunch of submission moves put on him his shoulders fucked up he he hits a sayatu suplex and like he's he's so worn down that he has to like stand in the corner and collect himself before he tries you know to go back at it back at him again uh he hits two baby slaps and then he hits a spicoli driver for a two williams elbows saber in the face and that one looked connected Saber instantly recovers and then asks for more. He gets kicked in the chest, chest and again asks for more. Saber locks in a leg lock, and Caprice says that there are so many moves in his glossary. I'm sorry, his, his what? Hot Sauce locks in a Texas Cloverleaf, and finally, Saber looks like he's in pain. But Saber's able to cradle him up for a two, which causes the break. Saber hits an uppercut, and Williams hits Saber. They both go down. Caprice says, this guy from Brooklyn. That's it. Thanks, Caprice. Saber 5 faces Williams, and Saber hits a series of strikes. Saber with an arm breaker, and Williams with a chop. Saber with another arm breaker, and then Saber tries for another kick, but Williams knocks it away and smoothly transitions into a discus clothesline. Very nice sequence there. If you do happen to watch this match, that, that's a highlight of it. Saber hits him with an arm breaker, hits him with an arm breaker. Then tries to kick him in the arm. Williams is able to swat it away and hits a disc. It's very smooth. It's very nice. Williams grabs Saber and attempts a pile driver, but Saber locks in an octopus fuck your mother stretch. Colt goes insane, and I thought maybe the move's name was Ha Ha Ha. 
hurrah, because that's all that Colt was saying, but apparently he calls it a hurrah. Saber walks away like nothing happened after the win. We cut over to Beer City Bruiser, and he's in the back, and he tells Silas Young that he is throwing away 18 years of friendship. Silas says they were never friends. He says that BCP can't hang with him, and he doesn't want to fight him, because he'll lose. Get him, Bruiser. Fuck that old dude up. I say old dude, the guy's like 30, but he, his, that guy came out of the womb with a mustache. Some overweight bald dude tries to sell his dick pills, and the Briscoe Crackers are yelling at the mic. So is Mark supposed to be a bad Dusty Rhodes impression, or is he just a racist moron? Or both? The Twisted Sisters, with a Z, Thunder Rosa, and Holodead are in action next. They are facing future AEW worker Britt Baker and Madison Rain. Thunder Rosa climbs up the back of the pole, no comment, and then does some setups. Dr. Britt Baker and Madison Rain arrive as Colt drops an Isaac Yankum joke. That's topical. Holodead starts with Madison Rain. Holodead licks both of her hands, so we will definitely be seeing some penetration in this match. Holodead licks Madison in the face and says, it's a little salty. Yeah, well, there's probably like a pound of concealer on her face, so... Rain starts off with three quick roll-ups, but only gets two counts, and then Britt Baker takes in. Britt hits a sling bait for two. Rosa then grabs Britt's hair as she goes off the ropes, and says something in Spanish, and Colt gets racist. It's Spanish, it's not Latin, bro, okay? Most people understand what it is. Rosa takes in, and Rosa dances around, then gets chucked into Britt. Not a good-looking double-team move, but it's a double-team move. We go to break with Jeff looking douchebag again, selling us the Brinks card. He says that with direct deposit, you can get paid two days earlier. Earlier than what? Most direct deposits hit the same day that they get initiated. We return to see Holly dead in the ring. Isn't this shit taped? Why cut out the tag? Colt yells, tag her. Way to bury the talent, cock. He goes insane at this point because he continues to yell that Brit should tag out and won't stop and it's just making her look really foolish when as a commentator he should be saying that she is so beat the fuck up that she's having trouble going for the tag instead of just being uh, instead of making it seem like she's intentionally not taking out uh brit winds up getting back up and hits wind with a super kick and then falls to the ground before finally rain tags in as does rosa Rain tries for a super, or for Fisherman, but Rosa overpowers her, Rosa dances again, and Rain with a diamond cutter for two. Then Rain tags Baker back in. Why why tag her right back in? Like you just you just got the hot tag, you came out with a couple of moves, and you're like right back out again. I I get it, maybe you're trying to really show up Brett Baker. Don't know why, because she's only gonna be here for another month. But like, no reason to bring her back in. Holodead double clotheslines them both, and Rosa hits a backcracker for a two count. Rosa and Holodead both lick Baker in the face. Rosa misses and hits a dropkick on Holodead instead. And Rosa then hits a shining wizard, then gets hit with a shining wizard from Rain, and then a pump handle from Baker for the three. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm going to be a little. Uh, this might be. This might be the episode that I get asked to politely walk away from talking about ROH because I'm going to be a little negative here. I like Jenny Rosenau, but you have these four women in your company and you give Rose 
the first title shot of Kelly Klein's reign. I understand that, like, Rose is going to lose. There's no, probably, there's no doubt about that. Kelly Klein is not going to end her, end her reign already. But, like, Holiday and Rosa, yeah, they might be a tag team, and maybe that's why you don't want to use them, but either one of them could take a, a, a pinfall to Kelly Klein. Britt Baker could definitely take a pinfall from Kelly Klein because you already know she's leaving. And Madison Rain is somebody that would be a perfect first challenger for Kelly Klein because not only can she take a loss, but she can also make Klein look really good. And that's the whole point of this. When you have kind of these these people that people don't know that much about, is you want to try to put them over. And the best way to do that, especially in ROH, is to have them put on a really good match. So Jenny Rose is, is a f- perfectly acceptable worker, but she's nowhere near as good as Madison Rain. So, you know, that's what it is. SoCal Uncensored arrive for the title shot. This will probably be the last time we see SoCal Uncensored in ROH. Them boys, the Nebriscos, make their way out. The ten-time tag champs head us into a dick pills commercial. We get a promo for Honor Club, which I already pay for, otherwise I would not be watching this now. Thanks, WWE Network. Kazarian chase the Briscoes with a chair, and now both teams are just chucking chairs at each other. Mark starts putting chairs away, which is a nice touch. Mark in the ring, but tags Jay in. Scorpio starts, then Jay tags out. Scorpio's getting worked over by the Nebriscos. We're like halfway through this show and already on the main event. I don't know that I want to watch a 30-minute Briscoe match where I already know they're going to win. Do they have to pay the Briscoes more money to face black guys or less? I don't know. If I was Scorpio, I'd ask for more money to have to work with these guys, but, you know, whatever. Kazarian gets in and starts cleaning house. Kazarian does shit that a dude his age shouldn't be able to do. He yells, SC fucking you, before getting attacked by Jay. Scorpio then hits a suicide dive on the Briscoes to send us to Fake Break. We return to see the Briscoes hit a Uranagi, or Yusanagi, as Colt calls it, and then gets corrected for it, and then gets hit, then a dropkick. Mark with a neckbreaker and a two-count. Kazarian with a backcracker, which they apparently call a... What do they call it? A lung splutter or something like that. I don't know. It's a backcracker. And Scorpio with a cutter, but only a two-count. Caprice is having trouble telling the Briscoes apart, so he's the Jim Ross of the show. Kazarian is back in with Jay, but Jay with the eye gouge. Mark throws a chair at Jay, and Scorpio grabs a chair. SCO hits a finishing move, as Caprice calls it, and Jay gets Ronald into the ref. Way to go, Kazarian. Jay hits Scorpio with a chair, and Kazarian blocks the chair shot, but Mark hits him from behind with a chair. They go for a doomsday device, but it's countered into Scorpio hitting a standing top rope Rana. I don't mean he was standing on the top rope. I mean he was standing on the mat and leaped from there up on top of Jay and hit a Rana. Jay hits the Jay Driller. Superplex on Kazarian, and Jay hits a frog splash. At this point, I realized that Jay is busted open, and I didn't realize when it happened. Kazarian is trying to take both Briscoes on at once. Mark and Jay hit a double-team crucifix bomb called the Redneck Boogie for the win. And even though that was our main event, Marty Skrull is apparently next. This was a really good match. Um, it's gonna be—it's a shame that SoCal Uncensored is leaving because 
This does leave a pretty big sizable hole in the tag team scene, um, especially because you've got other guys that could be tag teams that are sort of locked up right now in the six-man tag division. Uh, and the Briscoes, you know, as much shit as I give them for their views on homosexuals and, and blacks, are still really good workers. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, of course, Scorpio, amazing worker. Kazarian, again, 40, 41 years old, I think, at this point, and still wrestles like he's in his 20s. We get the heart rate monitor video again. Still don't know what that is. Marty Skrull's music hits, and Skrull says he is the top guy in Ring of Honor. He says it is about time he takes the top prize. And then Matt Taven arrives. Uh, one of the announcers, I couldn't tell which one, didn't care to, says that uh, Matt Taven is like Beetlejuice. If you say world title three times, he arrives. Which I enjoyed. Matt remembers this time that he's a six-man tag champion as he has both belts. Taven reminds Marty that he is the ROH world champion, and he tells him he doesn't have a friend in the world. Marty says he made some new ones. Lights go out, they come back on, and Brody King is standing next to him. Lights go out again, and they come back on, and discount Jerry, Jerry Lawler is there. Or PCO. Way to set up a match on the go-home show for a pay-per-view. King, PCO, and Skrull take out the kingdom. PCO winds up hitting a moonsault, and Skrull announces Villain Enterprise. And that's the episode. So, yeah, that does it for this one. Oh, a pretty decent episode. Again, to me, it was one of those things where if they would have had it up on Friday, I would have been far happier because then I would have actually been able to put this episode out before the pay-per-view. Instead, if you listen to the paper, or if you watch the pay-per-view and then you listen to this, you're very fucking confused. So I apologize for that. But uh, until I can kind of figure out how to see the episode on Friday, because it's supposed to come out on Friday. Um, this is probably how it's going to go in the future anytime that they have a Saturday show. So again, apologize for that, but hey, you got episode two. That's two more than I thought I was ever going to do with this. So <laughs> with that, head over to rundownwrestling.com, or if you're already here, drop a comment on if you enjoyed this episode or not. And uh, yeah, stay keep it locked here. And... Bye-bye.